Welcome back, everybody, to another Tuesday Tips episode brought to you by the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. I am your not host, but I'm just doing your intro here as Bobby McCready. Here with a couple awesome familiar faces of the lovable face of Carter McKenzie. What's going on, Carter? What's up, man? Thanks for having me tonight. It's kind of nice uh, sitting back and letting you do the work. Yeah, you know, your voice needs a little bit of a rest every once in a it while. Does. So. It does, man. <laughs> and we got the one and only Caleb Bell. What's going on, man? I don't know if I'm the one and only, but I'll at least try to pretend tonight. I'm kind of questionable on this uh, Carter's pretty face, though. I know nobody else can see it, but at least there's no visuals right now. Everybody's just got that soothing voice of his. So give him a little credit on that. We always say he's got the face of radio, so we, we give him. But, you know, we're, we're being a little nicer to him now. It's, it's summer. <laughs> I appreciate it. So today we got another Tuesday Tips episode with a few random facts on the off-season of what you can do to prepare for that season up ahead. Carter, why don't you start us off with your awesome tip today? So what I'm focusing on right now is uh, trail cameras. And, you know, I've talked about it a couple times on the podcast and taking inventory. And Bobby, you and I talked about it with Gerard, um, owner of Rat Getter Sense. And summer is the time you need to be taking inventory if you manage a property um, that you hunt as well on kind of who's who, who's coming and going, uh, who your bucks are, as especially as their antlers are starting to grow now. And you can really tell the difference between bucks and does and then differentiate between um, specific bucks in general. So um, I just have a couple quick trail cam tips um, of mistakes that I've made uh, over the years. Um, and I guess the first one of those is <clears throat> be sure you <laughs> be sure you cut down any serious foliage in front of your trail cam position before you set it up or else when you come check your trail cam, you're going to have 1200 pictures of grass waving in the wind. And that's kind of annoying to dig through when you're just looking for deer. And, uh, that can be pretty tedious. And that just takes a quick, you know, either take a grass whip down or, uh, a weed eater or something like that. Um, especially if, if your camera is a nicer quality and will pick up the movement of that grass blown in the wind. So that's an easy one. And then, uh, I guess another one would be be cognizant of which way your, your camera is oriented, uh, with regards to the sun. That's a mistake I've made before where I've had it facing either the sun coming up or the sun setting. And when it, when it goes off to take that picture, the sun is directly in your lens and you see nothing but a giant flash. And that's a total waste. And I've wasted weeks in the woods uh, with cameras I've, I've put up and out. Um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't face them directly east. I wouldn't face them directly west uh, when you're deciding where to put these things out unless you want to ruin a bunch of pictures that way. So um, I guess those are my two tips this week. They're easy. Um, but there are a couple different things that you can kind of forget about that can be lost, especially when you're hustling. Like, and if you're putting out a lot of cameras, like sometimes it's hard to keep it all straight. So those are my two things. Cut the foliage down in front of it. Um, obviously not too much. You don't want to give away the position and, and keep it as natural as possible. And then just be cognizant of which way your cameras are pointing, um, with regards to the sun. Yeah, that's a great tip. Unless you like to, you know, be like me and get a heart attack every time you get that notification, your trail cam's off and, you know, you're like, oh, look, a deer. Nope, it's just, just a branch again. Yeah. 
Yeah, and if you're if you're running cell cameras and you're paying per picture, or you only have a set amount per month, and you're taking pictures of grass, man, I'm gonna be pissed, pissed if that's what I'm paying for. My favorite is setting them up like that, and then ending up with the Jesus Messiah deer or elk. You set him up in the sun. Next thing you know, he's got a halo around his head, and you're like, "Oh, that's got to be every bit of a 300 inch bull." And you see him <laughs> on the hoof, and he's like a raghorn spike. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, the sunset uh, Messiah Jesus bull and elk man. That's that's where it's at. <laughs> well, now that you said halo, I think that's a good segue into my tip that just goes right off of Carter's there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm gonna kind of steal a little bit of Carter, you know, Carter's tip here, and you know, talk about the trail cam. Uh, I learned something that a lot of guys do and a lot of guys don't know that you should be doing before you put your trail cam out in that woods. You want to spray that lens in your flash down with rain X. It is one of the best things to get that picture a lot clearer, especially on hazy days, rainy days, things like that. You don't have that stuff sticking to your lens and you get, you will be a lot happier with the clearer image that you're going to get from just a little bit of rain X that'll do it for you. I love that. That's an awesome tip. I'd never heard that before. And I'm a hundred percent going to implement that because we have really wet summers down here. It rains almost every afternoon. It's like it was 99 degrees today, hundred degrees tomorrow. And then we get a shower every four or five o'clock. Um, and that can ruin a lot of pictures for you. And Rain-X is an awesome product. I just had never thought about applying it to the hunting world. And you can get like the small little spray bottles too at any uh, advanced auto parts or Walmart or wherever. Um, and I'm assuming you can just like spray it on there and what, wipe it with a your yeah. t-shirt or, or a wet or a, a paper towel or something. Whatever you're wearing of yeah. the day, you know, you just take yeah. your, you know, you do your dad's sunglass cleaning trick by just yeah. grabbing it by your stomach and just wipe her down. That's brilliant. I love that. And we're not sponsored by, uh, you know, Rain X yet, but if they want to send us some nice bottles for everybody to spray their tree stands down, let's let's do it. Yeah, if you're listening. Size too. <laughs> shoot Bobby message, Rain X. Caleb, what do you got for us today, man? You know, kind of going right off what you guys are talking about on the trail cam pictures, the, the this pre-scouting time frame. Uh, you guys over there in the Midwest and whatnot, you deal with a little bit different stuff than we do here out on the western side of the world. Uh, a big thing for me when we're we're focusing around this preseason scouting, the summertime, and inventory, you know, taking inventory of what's around, tripod selection, absolutely critical for us out here because we're talking, you're looking over miles and miles of country. But what a lot of people don't do is they don't take the time to find a tripod and a tripod setup, whether it's a video pan head or a ball head that works for them and it's efficient and easy. I would pay a lot of attention to finding a good, reliable aluminum or carbon fiber, kind of depending on your budget. You don't have to spend $400 on a Manfrotto. You can go on to Amazon and pick up like a Surui. They're great tripods. I run their monopod and a tripod, but you're looking for something that's lightweight and adjustable, probably up to 67 to 72 inches. So you can check it out at full height. Uh, make sure it's got a level bubble on it, especially if you're going to be doing any filming because you can utilize this tripod or monopod from glassing to filming, even to shooting if you buy the right one. Uh, the next thing on that too, guys, when you're paying attention to these tripods, whether you're shooting with a camera or you're shooting your gun or you're using your binos, I would suggest getting two to three quick attach plates, depending on what kind of tripod or what kind of head you're using. So you're not constantly trying to use a quarter to unscrew those little quarter inch heads in there and swap those in and out. It's just going to save you a lot of time. It's like an extra 30 bucks when you buy a tripod or a, uh, a monopod, depending on which route you go. For me personally, if I'm running and gunning, I carry a, a monopod. 
and it's actually got an adjustable swivel base too. So that way when I'm videographing, um, I can kind of rotate and move around. So really pay attention to your selection on what it is you're trying to do. That monopod's great for videography, horrible for long glassing sessions. Absolutely miserable, right? It's too bouncy. It's all over the place. It's not sturdy enough and you just, you get tired behind it. So in those situations, I'm running a tripod, uh, same thing. I'm running the Saruri stuff, great gear, but on top of that, I'm running a video pan head. I like smooth transitions back and forth, clean, easy. I suggest video pan heads myself. Um, to me, a, a ball pan head is a little clunky and a little bit harder to use. So pay attention to what you're doing in that preseason scouting, make it easier on yourself. It's all about taking inventory and getting ready for the hunt up to come. And there's no sense to make it harder on yourself and take the time to practice with that gear. If you don't practice with it in the preseason, you're going to fail with it during the season. And that's when it's going to be critical. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in the market for, I, this is a dumb question, Caleb. Do you carry two tripods, one for glassing and one for videoing when you're out in the backcountry? Nope. I carry the same one. You carry the same one, but with different, yeah, just one he, different heads that can attach Uh different quick plates. So I carry the same quick head, plate. a video okay. pan head, which okay. is attached directly to the tripod. And then the quick plate is like a, just think of it as just a quick attach or quick detach. Okay. Uh, they're usually like two inches by an inch wide and maybe a quarter inch thick. And they mount not permanently, but they screw into whatever you're using. Usually with a quarter inch or a eighth inch screw, I do believe. Um, they all come attached. You guys can check it out and see what's easiest for you. And then I make sure that my fluid pan head has that. My camera body has that. And then my binos have an attachment for it. For my binos, I actually use an outdoorsman quick attach post. Works great. It was like a hundred bucks, a little expensive, but so far it's the sturdiest one I've found. And it works well with my generic quick plates because I don't want to spend $120 on an Arca Swiss plate. So I go with a generic brand um, and they were a lot cheaper and a lot easier for me to use. And if I lose one, I'm not mad. <laughs> it's not a $120 right. two inch piece of metal. Um, right. But yeah, and I use the same thing. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Whether I'm glassing or using a camera or shooting. Same thing. I've got a, uh, a little V head from one of the Primo's trigger sticks. They use the same system. So I use the Primo's trigger stick uh, V head and I just basically unscrew that and carry it with me and I throw that right on my tripod. When you're going shooting to shoot? One. Okay. Yeah. That's really good stuff because, you know, now with tags, most tags have been allocated and guys have tags in their pockets. And all I'm thinking about now is what gear don't I have for Montana in November and that's something I need to, I need to add. I want to add a tripod that I can, um, that is multi-purpose, kind of like you're describing. So that's really good stuff. And right now is the time to figure out what gear you're going to use. And like you said, now go set it up in the backyard and practice with it. Um, cause you don't want the first time you use it to be in the back country, um, in a low light situation when it's freezing cold and you want to be familiar with that, that system. Oh, definitely. And if you guys are going to try to do self-filming, um, I would suggest running the tripod with your camera and then carrying just a really light set of shooting sticks because there's no way that you're going to be able to film without a shooting stick. Um, unless you're just shooting off your knee, whatever you're comfortable with, go ahead. But I would always carry a light set of shooting sticks. So that way, if you have time to set up your camera, your camera set up, you're in your camera angle, you're where you want to be and you're using your shooting sticks and not really worried. Now for us East coast guys that are hunting out of a tree, is there something that you would recommend for us to use that we're in a tree doing filming? Like, is there a tripod that mounts to my tree stand? 
Yeah. So HME, uh, I believe it's the HME product. They're huge in the, in the tree stand world and kind of setting up those, I don't know what you'd call it, uh, multi-purpose aspect tools and equipment, right? They've got everything and anything in the world. They make a really good setup for basically extension brackets that you can screw directly into tree. You can screw into your tree stand. Any one of those things that work great. And same thing, a lot of those run off of a, um, a quarter inch screw plate or whatever it might be. So a quick detach is super simple. I wouldn't recommend using a tripod. I would try to find something similar to that. Uh, just make it a little bit easier on yourself. Get stuff out of your foot range and your movement range because you guys are going to fall on your ass in that, out of a tree. <laughs> yeah, I love that because I'm used to taking selfies all day long, you know, making my TikTok sitting there bored. So yeah. I think uh, something new to play with would be awesome. I think that's definitely going to be ordered on my yeah. Amazon wishlist right now. If I was going to do that, I would look for something that's got a couple different axis points that you can kind of tighten down and control the speed of the axis, if you will, the, the friction between the two so you can get good fluid movement. Um, otherwise, you're going to end up with really jerky video, a lot of effort to move it around. I would definitely try to find something with two to three axis points. That's great, man. I love that. That's all good stuff. And I guess that kind of brings us to a close on this miscellaneous off-season summertime, whatever we're going to call this tips episode. Um, that's all really good stuff. So, you know, hopefully someone learned something, probably learned something from you, Caleb. Hey, actually, Bobby, your tip was really good. Mine were trash. We got to be honest. I don't know. I, trash. I, I, if anybody learned anything, I learned something from Caleb. So yeah. and you learned something from do. me. So worst case, <laughs> the three of us learned something from each other real quick. That's right, that's right man. We learned that's something right. from all three of us. And then hopefully Rainex watched the commercial. And, you know, now we're going to be sponsored by Rainex. Yeah, no kidding. Bring it on, Rainex. Bring it on. Sponsor we need the a formula, though, guys. Yeah, true. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, make it kettle corn or peanut butter. Maybe we'll talk to Gerard, get something figured yeah, out. Yeah, I was, was just going to say that. Gerard and Rack Getters <laughs> coming together to make one. <laughs> Doe piss scented Rainex. Done. That's right. All day. That's right. <laughs> uh, if Rainex was going to sponsor us, they definitely just dropped us now after that yeah. comment. <laughs> <laughs> Well, outstanding, guys. I appreciate you jumping on. And uh, listeners, another Tuesday tips coming at you. We appreciate the hell out of you guys. We'll talk to you next week.